Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Chodosh, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Yud Dalid. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilu'i Nishmas, Fega Bas Rebbefroyim, whose yard site is today, on the 22nd of Cheshvan, and Li'ilu'i Nishmas, Eliezer Brebnos Yaakov, Yentefradl Bas, Rabbi Shariye, Zahavaleya Bas, Rebbefrohom, Tzipka Bas, Hillel, and all those that need an Ilu'i Neshama, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Moshe Mendel ben Leia, Eliyahu ben Miriam Rus, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yen Tesora Baschana Rus, Yechiel Michal ben Chana Rus, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Aviva Chaya Basestamindel, Froma Basgenesa, Yehudis Nechama Basmiriam, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chana Rivka, Tzvi Shalom ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Avigail Brocha Bashira Dvoira, Hill Yisrael ben Sora, Nechem Yezalman ben Sora Feger, Dovid Lei ben Shena, Shlomenisa ben Mazlav, Ram David ben Chana, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gitganendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Sora Rocha bas Yuspendel, Avivalana bas Yuspendel, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Bitsawal Ichil Michel bin Chiachava, David ben Behia, Shandel Baslea, Shlomo ben Rivka Sprinza, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Lei ben Zhenya, Besoich Shah Choyli Yisrael. We're continuing on the topic of the cutting of the Oymer, the harvesting of the Oymer, which is done on the 16th of Nisan, on the second day of Pesach. Vialkain, Gam Haktsira Biatsma Shelhoimer, He Mitzvah. Rabnosanzal says now, besides the actual offering of the Oimer Soyrim, which is done in the Besamikdash, a special ceremony where it's lifted up and moved around in all directions, the actual cutting, the harvesting of the of the barley is also a mitzvah. Kamaisham Rabbi Sainazal, as the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Yotzok Tsir Hoimer, Shahu Mitzvah. Speaking about the fact that we're not allowed to harvest on Shabbos, with the exclusion of the harvesting of the Oymer, which is a mitzvah, that kind of harvesting is allowed to be done even on Shabbos. The Osir Liktsur Shum Oymer. And we are forbidden to cut, to harvest any grains of the new crop before first harvesting the barley for the Oymer. Because the harvesting of the grain for a Jew must be done with holiness. Because at the time that we're harvesting, we're separating the plant from the earth, meaning the tsoimeach from the domain. Because up until the time that we're harvesting, these two were attached to each other, connected. The earth, the doimein, and the tzameach. And now we're separating the tzameach from the ofor. 
That's, this is an example of separating the nefesh from the guf. As we learned earlier, that the higher level compared to the lower level is the nefesh compared to guf. Ki tsoimeach v'doimeim heim bechinaz guf v'nefesh kanal. V'alkein tzrichin shetia haktsira b'kidusha gedoilo bo'ifen sheyisalu ha'yisoidois mimadrega lamadrega. And therefore, the harvesting must be done with great holiness in order that these basic elements, the doimeim and tsameach, should be able to be elevated from one level to the next. Midoimeim litsameach. We're elevating this plant now, we're removing it, disconnecting it from its origin, which is doimein, and it's becoming a full-fledged tsoimeach. We're taking it from the status of guf and elevating it to nefesh. And this explains the fact that the Torah gives us several mitzvahs that are, that, that, take place at the time of harvesting grain. Shehem leket, shikha, upeya. These are different forms of charity. When we're harvesting grain, if any of the grains, individual grains, fall on the ground, you're not allowed to pick it up. You're required to leave it for the poor people who will come afterwards to take it. Shikha refers to when you're making bundles of the grain and bringing the bundles into your home or into the the silo where you store it, if accidentally one bundle is forgotten, again, that's shikha, that has to be left for the poor people. Peah refers to a corner of the field that, again, you're not allowed to harvest, you must leave it for the poor people. V'achakach, and after we finish harvesting, then there are additional mitzvahs, trumais or maisrois, v'tolsa hatoira b'haktsira, and the Torah made it perfectly clear that these mitzvahs go into effect at the time of the harvesting. Kamashikosov, as it says clearly, when you will be harvesting the harvest of your land, do not harvest the corner of the field. And do not pick up those stray kernels that fell to the ground during the harvest, etc. And by the mitzvah of shikha also it says, When you will be harvesting your grains in the field and, and you'll forget one bundle, you'll forget to bring in one bundle, leave it for the poor people. These mitzvahs are related specifically to the harvest so that by performing these mitzvahs, our harvest becomes holy. And so that by, by our harvesting this, ground, this grain, we're going up from one level to the next. Because all of these mitzvahs, which are related to the time of the harvest, the Torah tells us that the, it must be given away to the poor people. The Hainu Bechinas Tztaka, which means this is a form of Tztaka. Ki Ikra His Alus Hanefesh, Hwalidei Tztaka Kanal. 
Because as Rabbi Nezal points out over there in chapter 37 in Likud Imran, and we mentioned it earlier, one of the most powerful ways of elevating the soul is through tzedakah. Bechinas agra de As the Gemara says, that the real reward for fasting, we know that fasting is something that brings about a major elevation of the nefesh. We're suppressing the guf, we're not feeding the guf, and we're allowing the nefesh to soar, to go up. That the main impact of a fast is the tzedakah, the charity. Over there in chapter 37 on Likud Yaman, Rabbi Nezal brings, he quotes the Israel Kodesh. He says, number one, that tzedakah is associated with light. As the Pasuk says, Hashem says, those who have real respect for me, it will shine for them the light of the sun and tzedakah, charity. So tzedakah is compared to light. And it's also, the, the Torah is called tzedakah. As the Pasuk says, Listen to me, you who have a powerful heart, who are tough-hearted, who are far from tzedakah, and the Zohar Kodesh says, This refers to people who are far from Torah. So the Torah is called tzedakah. And also, uh, Adam, the term Adam, which refers to the, the, the nefesh, the holy aspect of the person, is also associated with tzedakah. The Pesach says, Zois ha-Torah Adam. And Rabbi Nezal goes into detail over there in the, in the third paragraph of chapter 37, showing the greatness of tzedakah. V'alkein tzivso ha-Torah laharbeis b'tzedakah b'shas ha and this is why the Torah commands us to give several different types of charity at the time of harvesting. So that our harvesting of the grain, our separating of the grain from the earth will be an, an aspect of an elevation of the nefesh. And so too, even after the harvest is completed, we have another level of elevating the grains, of sanctifying the tvua with the performance of several mitzvahs. And all of them are different forms of charity. The Trumois and the Maiserishoin and the Maiser Oni, which are given to the Kohanim, the Levim, and the poor people. And all of this is in order to refine the Tvua, to separate the good from the bad, to separate the grain itself from the chaff that surrounds it. Which are the Klippa that surrounds and precedes the fruit. Bechinas guf, bechinas esav. The, the, the klipa is the aspect of the body compared to the soul, which corresponds to esav. Sheshoal, who asked his father Yitzchak Avinu, Ovi, eich ma'asren How do we take maaser from the chaff? 
He wanted to show that he's not religious, he's extra-religious. He doesn't want to just take Misa from the grain, he wants to take Misa even from the chaff. The Ikra Habirur and the main refinement, which means the elevation of the nefesh, is accomplished through tzedakah, as Rabbein Azal shows there in Likud Imran. That's why we have to give several different gifts, charitable gifts, from the grain, shehu bechinas tzedakah. This is, our, this is how we're performing the mitzvah tzedakah. And therefore, as, as we're going along each step of the way of refining and elevating the grain, each time we're giving a, a, a gift of tzedakah, we're giving a matona, a gift, or to the poor people, because when a fruit or any produce, when it begins to, when it first completes its growth, we separate Bikurim. We do the mitzvah of Bikurim from the first of the fruit that ripens. Then when all of the fruit, when all of the grains are ready to be harvested, that's again another form of tzedakah. Bikurim was brought to the Beis HaMikdosh and given to the Kohanim. And then after we split the kernel from the chaff surrounding it and we do the wind shuffling to separate them completely, then we have the mitzvah of Trumas HaMaisris, which whereby the obligation to give Trumas HaMaisris only goes into effect after we have already separated the kernels from the chaff. And then afterwards, after we take the kernel and we crush it up and we make flour out of it, and we add water to it to form, to form dough, then we have the mitzvah of challah, separating challah from the dough, which again is given to the koyhen. That's again another form of tzedakah. Hakoil b'china hanal. All of this is what we spoke about before. Ki b'chol pam mehanal yesh birur. Because each and every step of the way that we're describing here, the ripening of the first fruit, the harvesting, the separating the kernel from the chaff, the taking the kernel, crushing it up, turning it into flour, and mixing it with water to make dough. Every step of the way that we're doing these birurim, because at that first stage, when the fruit or the grain is growing and being completed, that's one level of change. That, that from the earth, from doimem, is coming forth a plant, a tzameach. Until finally the actual fruit or the kernel of grain becomes visible, which in the beginning it was hidden in the ground, buried and hidden in the ground. Therefore, 
The first mitzvah is Bikurim. From the first fruit that ripens, we, we take some of it and bring it to the Beis HaMikdosh and give it to the Koyin. That's step one of elevating the Nefesh. And then when we go ahead and harvest the entire crop, that's a greater level of refinement. Because at that point, all of the produce has been completed and separated from the ground completely. Therefore, at that stage, is when we're giving those gifts to the poor people, the leket shikhen peah. However, even though we separated the grain or the fruit, whatever it is, from the earth completely, there still is chaff that's covering the grain. That's the klipa that precedes the fruit. Therefore, we have to go through the process of separating, removing the chaff from the grain, from the kernel, and doing meruach, which means in the olden days, the way they used to do this was they would throw it up into the air on a windy day. The chaff, which was lighter, would blow away, and the kernels would fall to the ground. This was an easy way of doing this separation. This is an actual separation of the fruit, the produce, from the shell, the husk. That's another step of an elevation for the nefesh. We're separating the fruit from the klipa, which is attached to the physical. And therefore, at that point, after we've separated the chaff, now we have to give the gifts to the koyen, the trumois, the maestros, whereby those mitzvahs only go into effect after we've already separated the grain from the chaff, from the klipa. Question in the, in the chat, does maeser ksofim lead to the same elevation of the soul as those agricultural forms of tzedakah? The answer is yes. It's not exactly the same, but miser, giving miser for monies that are earned, is also one of the most important forms of tzedakah. So whatever tzedakah, whatever Abedinzal says tzedakah accomplishes, that's included in it. V'chein b'sha'as gmar ha-tikun shel ha-pas. And so too, when we're getting to the completion stages of preparing the bread, when we add water to the, to, the, to the flour that was made from the crushed grain, and we turn it into dough, that's the completion of, prepare, of preparation, where at that point, not only have we removed the klipa, the chaff from the grain, but also they would remove the bran from the, from the flour itself, from the crushed grain, they would separate the mursan, the bran, from the non-bran, 
that was being used to make white, what we call white flour. V'achshav nigmeres. And now it's really complete. Where it's ready to be used for, to be baked into bread or chal or cake that will be eaten by, by human beings. Because so long as the grain has not been turned into actual dough, it's still considered to be Michael Behema. Because the grain itself, before we separate the chair from it and before we crush it up to make flour, it's not ready to be eaten by humans. It could, it's feed for animals. And therefore, when we get to that final process, which is turning it into dough, that's when we separate chala. The woman separates part of that dough. Because all of these gifts that are given to the poor people or to the koyhanim or to the levim are different forms of charity. Shehu his alus anefesh, which is an elevation for the nefesh. And therefore, we give it at each and every stage of refinement to the tvua, bringing about a major elevation from behema to adam, which is synonymous with an elevation for the soul. I'm sorry. Yes. Ki hanefesh digdusha sheyesh bechol davar tsorich lehizdakech ulehizbarer bekama birurim bebiror achar biror kayadua, because the holy soul that's found in everything must go through refinement and one refinement after another. V'chol birur ubirur hu bechinas hisalus miguf lenefesh. And each time, at each stage of the refinement, we're going up another level. We're going up from guf to nefesh, mi And that's accomplished through tzedakah. Shehi bechinas sanim Of which one form of that is these gifts that we give to the poor people or to the koyhanim or to the levim. And based on what we're learning here also, we'll understand why the majority of the gifts, the Bikurim, the Chala, the, the Truma Ismaiser, the Truma, are all given to the Koyen. Ki ha-koyen hu ish ha-chesed. Because the Torah tells us the Koyen is the representative of Chesed. Shezeh ikr bechinas his And when we talk about the soul being elevated, the elevation is midin lechesed, elevating it from the aspect of din to to the aspect of to chesed. Vze bechinas meiser shenoisnen lalevi vhalevi noisen trumas meiser lekohen. And with this, we'll also understand that in the process of separating these gifts, the way that it's done is once we've harvested the grain completely. We take off truma. The word truma is tre mea. Two from a hundred. Two percent. 
is the average amount that's given to Truma, that's given to the Kohen. Then we're left with 98% of the original harvest. Then we take Meiser, we take 10% and give it to the Levi. Then the Levi is required from his 10% that he received from us, he's required to give Truma's Meiser, to separate Truma from that and give that to the back to, give that to the Kohen. Why? Why are we doing this? We're giving the Kayan, then we're giving the Levi, and the Levi is giving to the Kayan. Why don't we just give the Kayan right away the full amount? Why does it have to go through the Levi? Because as we learned earlier, the source, the, the roots of our Nefoshois, they originate from the five letters Menatzbach, which are referred to as five givurais, because these are letters that close a word. These letters come in two forms. The, the latter form, which is called stumais, endemem, shlosmem, the different terms that are used to mean closing. Close is a concept of givura. Opening is a concept of chesed. Closing is always a concept of givura. So the nefoshais are correspond, are, are, are rooted in the five letters of Menatzbach, which are Gvurois, Shezehu Sitra de Levi, which is associated with Levi, Kayadua, as is known, Koyen is Chesed, Levi is Gvura. Yisroel is Tiferes. There's a posuk Yisroel, Asher Becho Espoer. Ki Hanefesh Shorosha Begvurois, because the souls are rooted in Gvurois. And because of the fact that the soul is rooted in Gvurais, that's what gives it the ability to infuse life into the body, which is also associated with Gvurais. However, it's known in the Sifrei Kabbalah that the real perfection of the nefesh, which comes from gvura, is when those gvurais are sweetened through chasodim. And therefore, when we speak about the nefesh, which we said comes from gvura, compared to the guf, the nefesh is referred to as chesed, because the nefesh is a much higher level. And the higher the level, the more the chesed, the more the kindness. Ki nefesh iker kisufo lalois lamalo liois nichlal b'shoyre shoroshu elyon shibchines chesed. Because the nefesh, the soul, its main yearning is to go up, to rise up, to plug into the source, the highest source, which is chesed. Ki shoyre shakoel hu chesed. Because the origin of everything is chesed, she'al yodoi nivro oilam, by which the world was created. K'may she'kosuv oilam chesed yibone. The world is built on chesed. Even though it says, bereshis bora lekimes eshmai nesoretz, which seems, to, and, and the Gemara says, that originally Hashem thought to create the world with, with midas sadin. But that midas sadin also has an origin from where it comes from. And the origin, the highest level is chesed. However, one of the most powerful ways 
that we convert Gvura into Chesed is when we make our body subservient to our soul. And this is why we give a certain gifts to the Levi. We give the Levi, Meiser, Shehu Shoyrish HaNefoshois. We said the Levi is Gvurois. That's the origin of the, of the Nefoshois. And the Levi gives from that portion that we've given him, he separates some of it to give to the Koyen. And this brings about a sweetening of the din at its origin. And this also enables the Nefesh to become ruling over the guf. Because these two are dependent on each other. Because by a person suppressing their body, how? By giving away, by taking food that I could be using for myself, I could be eating this grain and giving it away to the koyen or to the levi. The person is being machnia the guf, that brought about an elevation for the person's nefesh, and the ability to sweeten the gvurois. And we see this in the levi, who is gvura, giving away to the koyhein. So that the gvurois are getting are joining together and being sweetened through the chasadim, Shehu Hakoyim. By the Levi showing that he's subservient to the Koyim, he the Koyim sweetens the Gvurois of the Levi. And as a result of this whole process, which brings about a, a Hamtokas Hadin, the person who started this process is Zoycha, that their nefesh becomes stronger, their nefesh rises to be able to rule over the guf. Levatloi legamri legabia nefesh, to make the guf completely subservient to the nefesh. Vialkein, iker his gabros ha nefesh shalaguf, And therefore, we see that one of the most powerful ways for the nefesh to become superior and rule over the guf is through the mitzvah tzedakah. And this is why we're not allowed to harvest any of our grains of the new crop before first harvesting the oimer. Because as we learned earlier, because of the fact that barley is called Michael Behema, by us harvesting this barley and using it for a carbon, we're elevating Michael Behema to Adam. And therefore, by performing this mitzvah of harvesting the oimer soirim of barley, we thereby sanctify the, the complete harvest of all of our grains, that all of our harvest should be with holiness, 
it should bring about an elevation of the nefesh. That's why we're not allowed to do any harvesting before the Oymer. Because the, the harvesting of grain of a Jew must be with tremendous Kiddushah. It should be an elevation to the soul. And this is accomplished by harvesting that oimer of barley, bringing that carbon, which is the mitzvah. A person would say, I don't understand. We're, we're talking about grain here. We're talking about food. We're making such a big deal about food and about harvesting the grain. The answer is, as we saw in the beginning of this halacha, that life is defined by eating. Eating is what keeps a person alive. And eating is what is the bridge between the body and the soul. And the Torah begins with eating. The first instruction that Hashem gave to Adam and Chava was about what they can eat and what they can't eat. And throughout the Torah, eating plays an incredible, important role. Therefore, when Rabbi Nelson is speaking about this, he's telling us that a Jew's eating has to be completely different from a non-Jew where there's mitzvahs involved from beginning to end, every step of the way. And it's all about elevating the nefesh. It's all about making sure that the goof is subservient to the nefesh. Any questions? Paragraph Tesvav. V'zeh b'chinas yoiducho amem eloikim the Pasuk says in Tehillim, all nations will praise you and the earth will give forth its produce. What's the connection? As a result of the earth giving forth its produce in the right way, which when the Jewish people deal with the produce. It's an elevation for the nefesh over the body. This brings about a complete defeat and a nullification of all the other nations who represent the body compared to the Jewish people who are the soul. And these other nations also come to, 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 to want to come close to holiness. That all nations will show recognition and give praise to Hashem. How? By us harvesting and, and harvesting properly and eating properly. And this is also what the Pasuk says in Yechezkel. Hashem says, I will not allow you, the Jewish people, to experience the shame of famine among the nations. Because a famine where there's no food, that's a, a, a shame upon the Jewish people who are the aspect of nefesh. Because when we talk about a famine, when we talk about being hungry, being hungry all the time, that's, re- that's reflecting that the body is strong. 
We know that Rabbein Islam in Likut Imran speaks about tzaddik oichel esoi vanafshoi. A tzaddik eats to satiate the nefesh. The tzaddik is the aspect of severe, satiated, satisfied. The Rishoim, there's a posseg vahaklovim aze nefesh loyodu seveya. Dogs have chutzpah. They're never satiated. They're never, a dog finishes eating and right away it's looking for more food. So we have this aspect of the nefesh and the kuf, the holy and the non-holy. The holy is represented by sphere, satiation. The non-holy, the, the, the nefesh, the, the non-holy, the guf, is associated with hunger, rov. When the guf, when they say his gapros to the guf, then the earth is not giving forth its produce. Because we're referring to an aspect of the earth overpowering the plant, not allowing the plant to come up. And therefore, in the future, when we will do complete tshuva, and Hashem will return to us, and as we find over there in the Navi Yecheskel, chapter 36, all the different guarantees that Hashem gives to the Jewish people, that we and the entire world will recognize Hashem, that's speaking about a time when the nefesh will rise above the guf, because when the nefesh is rising above the guf, then everyone realizes and recognizes Hashem. Each and every person, to the degree that they were successful in strengthening their nefesh over the guf, to that degree will achieve recognition of Hashem. Therefore, when the Pasuk there speaks about the guarantees that Hashem gives about the Jewish people coming close to Hashem, it says, There will never be again, the Jews will not be starving anymore. There won't be any famine. We won't experience the shame of famine among the nations. Because being completely satisfied and satiated, soiva, versus hunger, which is associated with zoil, is the, is the comparison between the nefesh over the guf. And when we elevate the nefesh over the guf, that brings us close to Hashem. And we achieve great recognition of Hashem. As Rabbi Nosan Zal mentioned in the beginning of this halacha, that the main purpose of all of creation was so that we should achieve recognition of Hashem. And after that opening statement, Rabbi Nosan goes into speaking about the fact that there's a nefesh and a guf, and our mission is to strengthen the nefesh over the guf. Because 
because the more that a person works on this, in strengthening their nefesh over the guf, the more that person achieves true recognition of Hashem. And again, this is one of the places where Abnasan Zal is making it perfectly clear that, that Yiddishkeit, now, Torah knowledge, is not dependent on how smart a person is necessarily or how many pages the person studies, but rather one of the most critical factors is the person dealing with purifying themselves, recognizing that there's a battle going on inside of me between the guf and the nefesh, and the more that I'm able to make my guf subservient to my nefesh, the more that my whole focus in life is doing what the nefesh wants, working towards my future, my oilam haba, and working towards elevating myself to achieve true recognition of Hashem by having the body serve the nefesh completely, that's what will determine how high a person goes, how, how great a person's das is. Question in the chat. How can it be that hunger shows the dominance of the body over the soul, but on the other hand, when a person is fasting, their soul is dominating over the body. A fasting person is also hungry. You, you're, mis, you're not understanding the, the point that's being made here. The, 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 when a person chooses not to eat, they choose not to feed the body, not to add, bring food into the body, that by doing that, they're suppressing the body, and when we suppress the body, the, bo- the soul is able to be elevated. Now, the Torah tells us that you should know that the difference between tzaddik and rasha, tzaddik is always satisfied, is satisfied with little. Uh, even a little bit, eats a little bit, he feels completely satiated and satisfied. Soiva, that's the term soiva. The Russia, no matter how much he eats, he's still hungry. <coughs> because by him, the body is so active. Everything is the body. It's all about putting more and more into the body. So never satisfied, never satiated. So that, that's the point of showing how soiva is, is the tzaddik. The, 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 the raw of hunger is the Russia. Soiva is the nefesh. Tzadik oichel le soiva nafshoi. The Pasuk says that the nefesh is svia. And, and the, the rosha, the, the, the guf, is the opposite. What on Shabbos we sing Zmiris, in Tzurmi Shaloi we say, Sovano v'hoisarnu kidvar Hashem. That we... Sovanu, we're completely satisfied. Voisarnu, and we even left over. There's even leftover food, like 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 the command of Hashem, showing that again, Shabbos compared to the weekdays, Shabbos is severe. On Shabbos, a person experiences that complete satiation and satisfaction. Whereas weekday, which represents goof, is this concept of chaser, lacking, hunger. And therefore we find in the Navi Yoel, when it speaks about Hashem guaranteeing us that we're going to be completely satiated and we'll be saved from any famine, 
the Pesach says, Va'achaltem ochoel v'savoya, you will eat to your complete satiation, v'hilaltem eshem Hashem, and you will praise the name of Hashem, v'yedatem ki v'ker of Yisrael ani, and you will know, you will realize that I am among you, Hashem says. Because by us achieving this satiation, which is accomplished by us elevating, focusing on the nefesh, a tzaddik's eating is all about satisfying the nefesh. When a tzaddik is eating, the, he, there's the food and the bracha on the food. To him, the main focus, the greatest pleasure is the bracha that I'm making before eating and after eating, or the divrei Torah that's being said during the meal. Again, making the nefesh over the guf. The guf nefesh. Through this, a person is to achieve recognition of Hashem in body and soul. As will be in the future, when we said there'll be Tchiasamesim, the dead will be brought back to life with the body and soul. And the body will be like the soul at that time. Because through holy eating, which the Torah defines as tzaddik oichel lesoiva nafshoi. The focus is on the nefesh. Or as the Pesach says, va'achaltem ochel v'savoya v'yelatem Hashem Hashem. She'ikar hu'achilo hu'beshviyo nafshoi. Where the person's main focus in eating is to be able to serve Hashem. To have a, a healthy, satisfied body that will be able to serve Hashem. This is what really unites and brings together the body and soul in a proper way, in a healthy way. And this enables the person to really understand Hashem. You will understand and realize that I am among you. And there's only Hashem, no other. Amen v'amen. Rav Nosanzal concludes that we should be zoichet to this. And now he adds one short paragraph, a little an appendix. And based on everything we learned in this halacha, we can understand why the Gemara says in Tainus, Godoil yoim hagshamim kiyoim shenitna boitoira. A day on which it rains is as great as the day on which Hashem gave us the Torah. Ki hakshomim heim bebechinas his alus hanefesh. Because as we saw earlier in this, in this halacha, that rain is an example of his alus hanefesh. We show that the water originates in chesed. It goes through gevurais in order to come down as rain. Gevurais kshomim. And this sweetening of the gevurais is an example of an elevation of the nefesh, which is Torah, which is what the Torah is also. And the Gemara also says there, that a day on which it rains is as great as when Hashem brings the dead back to life. 
ולפיכך קבוע בתחיית הנסים. And that's why we have the words מהשיבורוח ומוריד הגושם in the bracha of מחיה הנסים. כי הגשומים הם בחינס הסגברו סנפש של הגוף. Because as we learn throughout this halacha, rain is an example of the nefesh overpowering the guf. And thereby the guf becoming subservient and plugged in properly to the nefesh. And that's exactly what will take place at the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. This defines the eternal life that we'll have in the future when the guf and nefesh will, will have their complete tikkun and the guf will become subservient and completely merged into the nefesh. Baruch Hashem. Any questions? Rabbi, yes, we had a question about how this relates to Shalabayas. Um, so a lot of times we think of the, of the woman as being a more spiritual person than the man but we said yesterday that the guf is, is more the woman the, the nefesh is more the man that uh, I'm a little confused about that can you help me? yeah generally generally we say that the man is the nefesh the woman is the guf we say the man is chesed the woman is the, the gvura <clears throat> The man is the one who has the greater mitzvah, the greater chiyuv of limur atoyra. The woman has more the responsibility for the home. Beisoy zuishtoy. She has the responsibility for providing the physical needs of the child. Now, it's true that a woman is called Isha Yiras Hashem, and she gets the first crack at the child when the children are starting to grow in, in giving over Yiras Shemayim, but the main responsibility, the main chiv of feeding the nefesh, the neshama of the child, is the man, the father, the shinantam levanecha, especially going on, on, on the man. The man represents chesed, the woman represents gevura, which again is nefesh and guf. And the more the woman is nichlal in the man, the more it says that, that uh, the man is the sun and the woman is the moon. And, and when... when uh, when Rabbi Yossi ben Lekunya, when his daughter was being given over to the son of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon for marriage, the father, his, her, Rabbi Yossi, said to his daughter, "Lechi When Hashem told the moon, "I want you to lower yourself, to 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 humble yourself before the sun," "Lechi Rabbi Yossi told this to his daughter regarding her joining her husband in marriage, joining Rabbi Elazar in marriage. There are times, again, we mentioned the, the, the Zohar Kodesh speaks about a concept of the woman being the Malchus, and the Malchus can be a moving target. Target. The Malchus sometimes is beneath Zeranpin. There are times that the Malchus, that the two are equal, Shava B'Shava, and there's a concept of Eishes Chayel Ateres Bala, there's a possibility, a potential for the woman being the crown on her husband's head. A crown is above. We gave examples where Hashem told Avram Avinu, Shma Bekoila, listen to what Sarah Imenu is telling you. And, and by Yitzchok and Rivka, we saw that in a certain instance, Rivka was able to, to realize better who Esav was. But that those are more exceptions to the norm. 
The norm is more that the husband represents the, the, the mashpia, the woman is the mekabel, usually. We mentioned that there's a battle going on between the nefesh and the guf. What's, what is the proper mindset when working with Jews that either don't know or don't agree with this major concept? In other words, it's counterproductive to our purpose. And we're in a world where we have to work with people that challenge us. The answer is, for a person, this is the whole concept of, of the Jews versus the other nations. There's a passage in the Torah where Hashem says, Vo'avdil eschem amim. I will separate you from the other nations. There's a passage that says, Hein am levodod yishkoin uvagoyim lo yishashov that the Jewish people are a nation that stands alone. They are not included, they're not counted among the other nations. That we always have to recognize that, that we're different. We are different. And when it comes to religious Jews versus non-religious Jews, we need to know also that there is a difference. That a Jew without a connection to Torah, without a connection to mitzvahs, the, it's not that they don't have a nefesh, their nefesh is dormant, the nefesh is asleep, the neshama is asleep. And there the, it becomes the whole task of trying to wake up that neshama. And that's the whole complexity of trying to be makarif people, which is not simple. And when a person is mingling out there in the world, and they're dealing, they're mixing with people who don't believe in Hashem, who don't observe the Torah, a person always has to know, we need to know who we are and what defines us as Jews and what defines us as human beings. That what defines us as Adam is the Torah. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in a place on the Kutimran where he says that our mission is, Hashem told Adam and Chava, Pru of Uravu Umilisoretz. To, to join together and fill the world. Rabbi Nezal says there that fill the world means filling the world with human beings. Human beings means people who have recognition of Hashem. A person who doesn't yet have recognition of Hashem, they're not really a human being yet. They're not really an autumn yet. There's lack of das, bechinas behema. We have to be mispalel, that all of Klal Yisrael should wake up should wake up. When we talk about the Gula Ashleimah, it says, we say every day in Shemun Esrei, Tka b'shoifar godoil, that Hashem should blow the great shoifar. The shoifar is the, is the wake-up call, Uru Yeshene Mishnaschem, referring to everyone, each one on their level, those people who don't have any recognition of Hashem, and those people who are, are religious, and, and still need a major wake-up call to, to get close to Hashem, to want to get closer to Hashem every day. Question, in relation to children, isn't it more often the mother who represents chesed and the father who represents gvura? The answer is not necessarily. <coughs> we say in Shman Esrei, Ovinu, Ovorachamon, in, in, before the Kriyashma, Ovinu, Ovorachamon, Hamarachem, Rachem Oleinu. And we say, Ovinu Malkeinu. Ovinu Ovorachamon, exactly, in Shema Koileinu. That the, the father represents chesed. Again, that doesn't mean that the mother isn't sweet and isn't nice and isn't good. But in certain respects, the father represents a higher level of chesed. The mother represents the, the tzimtzum, the gevura. As we go through Likut HaLochas, as a person goes through all of these forum, you'll see more and more clarification of this and examples of this. 
to show how in certain respects the mother is the, the symbol of kindness, the Shekhinah that's with us all the time, but in, in certain respects the Shekhinah is called Malchus, Din, Dina de Malchus Adina. Baruch Hashem.